Good morning, it's 11 o'clock, it's Thursday, it is webinar day. It's always very exciting for us to be here. My name's Tilly Davies, I'm the CEO of Marketing CX, and I've been hosting these webinars since August 2020. And really enjoy sharing with you guys um, some LinkedIn insights and help you to be successful on LinkedIn. Now, today is very special for me because uh, with me is Bedine Higer. Now, I've always introduced her as our moderator, helping me to run these webinars, but I've got a surprise for you today. Um, Bedine is our ops manager. She's been with Marketing CX for over three years now, a psychology graduate, there goes my tongue-tied again. Um, majored in English and really excelled. And she is very much known in the Marketing Six community as a LinkedIn specialist. And today she's going to co-host with me. So welcome, Berlin. Uh, very glad to have you with me today. Thanks, Tilia. I'm really excited for today and bring some a twist of psychology into today's webinar. Um, you guys are in for a treat today. We are really going to go all out for you today. So just a little bit of house rules. We are live. Um, I'm in the webinar on Zoom, but we're also streaming to Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, as well as LinkedIn. Now, we are going to cover today the three easy steps to LinkedIn lead generation success. And if you have any questions, please, if you're on the webinar, drop it in the chat. If you're on any one of our social media platforms, um, just comment. We will answer all of the questions at the end of the webinar. I say this every week, guys, interact ask questions. This is your opportunity to come and learn what um, is working in LinkedIn at the moment. Come and learn uh, some insights and ask questions. You know, the more you ask, um, the better understanding uh, you will have and more value you will get from your time investment in this webinar. We are here to serve you. So I'm going to kick off straight away, Berlin, and let's get started. So I'm going to share my screen for you, Berlin, and I prepared a presentation for you. And we are going to look at the three easy steps to LinkedIn lead generation success, as I said. And in order to, um, to show you the differences between lead generation and to highlight those three easy steps. It is important that we understand lead generation per se, that we understand what it really is and how does it work. Now, the best way to do it, as I said, is to do a comparison um, on lead generation techniques. And I want to compare LinkedIn lead generation today for you with a traditional conventional lead generation that we do and that we are familiar with and accustomed to. You see, 
Traditionally, if you want to generate leads for your clients online, what you will need to do is step one, you need to go in and set up your website or a landing page offering something for free, a giveaway in exchange for an email address. So you need to do two things. You need to set up that landing page or a page in your website, and you need to prepare something of high value that you can attract people to, that's something they really want, so that you can then give it away and get an email address. Now, once you have the email address, you then have to go out and start sending these people emails. It's recommended that you should do a sales campaign to your lead generation page and at least send them 15 emails in 10 days. That's a heap of work, guys. And then um, for those that don't convert into sales, which um, industry standards reckon is about 98%, um, you need to continue sending emails out, nurturing emails, reminding them of what they've lost and how you can service them. So you can see in the traditional way in online um, lead generation that it's a lot of work and it comes with huge expenses, setting up a website, setting up an, a landing page, there's a cost to that. Um, creating emails uh, and get an email platform where you can send these, um, these emails from, there's a cost to that. So it, it, it does come at a huge cost with a very low return on your um, investment. But the biggest thing with the traditional way of generating leads is you need to work in very, very large volumes. You cannot just go and attract 100 or 500 people and think you're going to have success. You have to work at tens of thousands. Um, there's a saying in the online world, the, the money is in the list. So the bigger your email list, the more successful you're going to be. And this is what we are accustomed to in the online world as far as lead generation is concerned. Now, I'm not saying that you need to stop that and jumping onto LinkedIn. I'm making a comparison between the two so that you can understand what lead generation is on LinkedIn. Now, if we look at lead generation on LinkedIn, this is how it works. First of all, you need to set up your profile and specifically your profile because that um, is where you position yourself as a thought leader, people buy from people. So you need to set up your profile as the landing page, the landing page. In other words, you're not going to ask for email addresses in, in return for people to, to subscribe to your profile but you're going to set it up in such a way that you attract the right audience. Once you start attracting the right audience, you can now reach out to them via content or um, messaging. Now you can see how easy it is to set up a profile. 
and then start messaging people. And this is how you then start moving people and getting people to uh, get interest in your product or services. Now, what's interesting in, in comparing the two is there's no cost involved in LinkedIn except your time and effort, which obviously do have a, a value, a monetary value. But the real difference between the two is it's a lot easier from a technical perspective to set up lead generation on LinkedIn. But the real difference is you do not have to work in large numbers. LinkedIn is not a numbers game. I always say we can generate for you leads with 500 connections. So looking at those differences can you now see how much easier it is to use the linkedin platform to do lead generation as opposed to the traditional or the more familiar way that we're all accustomed to in doing this there is a fundamental element that you must focus on lead generation in linkedin is easy and there's really just three simple steps it is based on relationship marketing it is that simple lead generation on linkedin is purely relationship marketing our relationship marketing uh, is based on um, three steps now, if you take a relationship, any relationships goes through three steps, whether it is a personal relationship, a marital relationship, a relationship with your child, or a relationship in business, it always goes through three steps. So when you start building relationships, you need to adhere to these three steps. Now, Berdin and I are going to show you how through focusing on relationship marketing you in actual fact start generating lead on linkedin now the first step in any relationship is curiosity so but then how do one actually on linkedin get people curious enough to want to engage with you Thank you, Tilly. So that was a great introduction to today's webinar. But I think first of all, I want to touch on the picture on the right hand side, which is, you know, we're all accustomed to the games you get where you need to take a picture, two pictures and then form the whole image. Now, if we look at the picture, curiosity on LinkedIn is about your content creation, whether it is based on your headline, your about section, or the posts that you put out on LinkedIn. Now, what this picture resembles is that you are not going to sell. You're purely going to create curiosity. And how are we going to do that? So first of all, you're going to talk about what you do but you're not gonna talk about what you do with regards to your products or your services. It's how you serve others, how you provide value. So in this instance, if we look at the top one, you're gonna talk about the star and you're gonna talk about the fish, but you're not going to talk about the starfish. Why? Because 
your audience is meant to put those two together and they need to form the starfish themselves and create curiosity to go over to either your website, your profile, um, and go and learn more and get more information with regards to your content. Now, there's a few other areas that we need to touch on before we can go into the next step. So one of the, the major things that you need to look at is cognitive fluency. Cognitive fluency is based on how are you going to position your content in such a way that you are going to get engagement. Now, people use business jargon, they use big words, they try to overcomplicate things, which you shouldn't. In actual fact, you're just confusing people. So instead of using business jargon, use simple basic terms, basic terms that everyone understands. Use shorter posts. If you use shorter posts, it's much easier for people to read your post and go through it if they just quickly want to jump on LinkedIn on their mobile phone or on their computer. Doesn't matter which platform. But the shorter your post is, the more relevant it will be and it will resonate with others. Um, the other thing is that you need to have a call to action. Now, call to action, not meaning that you need to say, buy my stuff. Call to action in the sense where you ask a question. So you are actually asking those people to engage with your content and then they will go the step further and have a look at your profile and find out what they can do differently. If I can give you an example, for instance, something that you've seen on LinkedIn, something that you've seen on other social media platforms that is industry related to you, make a comment on that. So just write a post with regards to that, create that curiosity where you intrigue people to read more, to find out more about that specific topic, instead of them just scrolling right past and not even taking any action. The other thing that you need to keep in mind is to use social proof. Social proof is very important when it comes to creating curiosity. Um, I'm not here, it's not your experience or mentioning your experience, but using your own personal um, experience that you've had and just incorporating that into your content. Uh, you can start with many years ago, you can bring in something like that because we're all human. Someone else might have had the same experience while starting their career. So that way with your social proof, you can also bring in the question asking people whether they have also gone through something like this. Then we move forward to your perceptual set theory. Now, the perceptual set theory is what you expect others to do. Now, we've all landed on a content piece and we've all wanted to know more. We just click the button and you go forward to the next page. 
whether it is on someone's profile, whether it is going to their website to find out more. Now you need to create that same interest when writing your content. And as I said before, remember, we are all human. It's you're not writing content for another robot or PC. You're writing content for someone sitting behind that computer. And within your the perceptual theory, you need to find your own voice. You can't write with the voice of Richard Branson or Gary Vee. It's not who you are. So if you're not going to write with your own brand voice, then your content is not going to work because you're trying to be someone that you are not. This is what makes social media so interesting because you can be either an introvert, you can be an extrovert, and you can write content for others. They won't even know. As long as you use your voice, your brand voice, in your content, that's all that matters. We're all human. I mean, if you use short sentences when talking to someone else, use short sentences when writing your content. Use a audio app to talk it out and use your conversation that you've had with that software and post that as content. It's going to resonate so much more and create more curiosity on your profile than typing out something where you've swallowed a hot potato. I mean, that's, that's not going to work at all. The other thing is that we need to look at is what type of do we use graphics, don't we use graphics? Now, if you do want to use a graphic, use something out of the ordinary. Don't just use your basic imagery that you get on Unsplash or Canva or create your own thing. Because if I can just go back to the beginning of the webinar, as you all started coming into the webinar, you're so accustomed to us having words on the presentation. Today, we don't have words on the presentation, but we have imagery. So by adding the imagery, it already it made you curious about what are they going to talk about today? And that's what people need to think of. That's what they need to go, the mindset they need to go in when they get onto your LinkedIn profile and they see your content. They need to think about what is this person going to write about today? What am I going to learn? What is the value I'm going to get? And how can I share that value with my community. So content on LinkedIn creates huge curiosity. But as I said, you need to bring your own voice into your content, not someone else's. You can go on to Google and Google anything and everything, how to write content on LinkedIn. It's not going to work because it's not you. It's not you writing the content. It's someone else. So Take this tip today, go out, use your own voice when writing your content. It's like talking to a child, explain your concept to a child and put that on LinkedIn, because then everyone's going to understand, not only the business people that you're trying to reach, but 
everyone is going to understand, everyone is going to resonate with that. Okay, so um, that's some great insights with regards to curiosity. Tilly is going to take us further on how you can inform, educate, and add value through relationship marketing. Tilly, over to you. Thanks, Bervin. That was awesome. Um, as Bervin said, the first step then in any relationship is creating curiosity so that you can attract people to you on LinkedIn. Now, once you have that uh, curiosity, you need to start informing people of who you are. As Bervin said, uh, you know, we need to put ourselves out there uh, because people buy from people. But in any relationship, once you've uh, created enough curiosity that the person wants to build a relationship with you, they need to start understanding the value of that relationship. And they need to understand what is in it for them. I always say it's not about you, it's about them. So you need to inform and educate them throughout this process. So how do we do this on LinkedIn? Well, there's a couple of ways. And as Badin mentioned, content is one way to start the curiosity step. Once you've created the curiosity step, you now need to start showing them stuff. Now, most people, when I start talking about inform, educate and value, they're going to think about writing content and um, blasting out there everything that they have to offer and how great their products um, are and what the products can do for them. This is going to need you to go further. And in order to take you further and show you on LinkedIn how this actually works, I want to go into um, LinkedIn and I want to give uh, show you uh, how... Uh, it actually works um, uh, on LinkedIn. So I want to take you into LinkedIn and show you that you use the curiosity. Um, I don't think I can get into my LinkedIn today because I am um, presenting. Uh, I'm live now. There it goes. Uh, LinkedIn sometimes do give us heart attacks. Um, so Curiosity is really through your profile, through your content, you're going to attract people, you're going to make them curious enough that they want to stay with you and learn more. So when I talk about the second step in relationship building, I am not just mentioning um, content. Don't just get stuck on I have to inform and add value and now I have to start writing some posts and some articles and um, go out and tell people step one, step two, this is how my product works. The real inform and educate and value when you talk about the second step of relationship marketing as a lead generation tool is to engage. People buy from people. You need to start getting out there and start uh, engaging with people. Now, I'm going to show you on my profile 
And if you scroll down on my profile, there's a couple of ways that you need to start learning how to engage. If you go down and you get to the bottom of your um, profile, make a list of influences. Make a list of people that you want to follow and engage with. So if you, if you have a look, I've got 34 followers that I follow. So what you're going to do in order to start introducing yourself and adding, start adding value and start building these relationships, the first step could always be to go in and go into any one of your followers and start looking at what they're doing. So if we go into Richard Branson, I'm going to go to his profile, look at his activity, and I'm going to start engaging on his posts, but in a very, very specific way. So I don't want to just go and like this because 600 people have liked this. I really want to take my time. I want to go read this post. I want to go and comment on the post. And the way that you're going to comment on the post is you're going to, as Berdin said, put it in your own voice. You're not here to, to create your own opinion and challenge Richard Branson or what he's saying, compliment him. Go in and work with him, help him to gain more um, exposure on his post. So your, your first bit, and don't write an essay, two or three sentences. Um, most important is stay on topic with him. So if he's talking about a dyslexic thinker, uh, and you've got nothing to say about it, please don't try and sound clever. You've got to put your own voice into it. And once you put your own voice into it, you can then go and ask a question. And once you ask that question, uh, refer it back with uh, uh, tagging Richard. So ask Richard a question. That question is going to do two things. You've gone in and you have now created a um, scenario where you, you join in the conversation. Think about a normal relationship. If Badina is talking about um, baking scones and I'm starting talking about making a roast, we are not on the same page. We're not talking the same conversation. Join the conversation. And by joining the conversation, be careful with your own opinion. Um, compliment what he's saying. Add more to it. I have done comments where I would say, could I add a fourth step? And then mention the fourth step that I see and then ask a question. To, to the author of the post and get him to engage. Why does it work so well? Because that's how you build relationships. You're putting yourself out there so that people um, can see what you are doing. And I'm just gonna scroll through 
Um, here's a post that I have commented on. So in this post, I have commented um, and I have just complimented him uh, because Houston is actually my, a competitor of mine. But why do I go and comment on um, a competitor of mine? Because I'm getting huge exposure. I'm getting huge exposure. And what I'm doing is I'm introducing myself to, my, to a larger audience. But at the same time, by doing it this way, I'm informing and educating people by adding value to others. Houston was talking in this post earlier today about how difficult it is for people to find content. I just went in and say, just be yourself and then add your daily business experiences. But interesting enough, if you look at um, the fact that the author is uh, engaging with me means that he appreciate me helping him and his community. But at the same time, but in the same time, those are potential leads. His audience are potential leads. So what is going to happen is we are um, growing our um, three steps in relationship marketing by not just focusing on ourselves all the time and go and see how much we can post and talk about ourselves. But by using this method of reaching out to others, we are um, sort of introducing ourselves while at the same time we're educating others on the value that we have. And if we do it in a clever way, it works brilliantly in that step. What I suggest you do, and this is a, a recommendation I have, and I must actually go to Berlin's, I want to go to Berlin's um, profile so I can show you. What, what we do for, and what I recommend you do for uh, educating and informing people is it's not a numbers game. You want to build relationships. So the first thing you want to do is you want to expand your reach by going to influencers or uh, people that is popular in your industry. Pick three to five and follow them for a while until you find that you don't get value from it. But the other thing that you need to do is you want to focus on educate and um, inform people on who you are. So what you do is I want to receive um, content from Berlin because she's my ideal client. So go pick five to seven of your ideal clients that you are targeting, that you are saying this is the kind of connection I want to have as a client. And go on to um, your ideal client's profile and switch the bell on. When you switch the bell on, you will get notified every single time that person posts. 
and then you follow the same method. Go onto their post, add value for them so that uh, the topic that they are discussing um, gets more exposure and always end off with a um, question. Now, this way you start um, creating not only curiosity, but you start to, to get them to understand because they are a connection of yours, the value that you can add to them. The last step in this process is very simple. When you post content, always, always go back to people that like your posts or people that um, comment on your posts. Always go back to them and comment in the same way. Add value to the comment they left on your post. And once you add the value they left on your post by asking a question, you create um, a scenario of introducing yourself and adding value. So that is how that then we inform educate and add value on LinkedIn in this relationship building process by not just pushing out our content all the time, but by adding value to others. You know, when you and I are in a conversation and we start talking to one another and start sharing ideas and asking questions, I learn more about you as a person just by the way that you talk and just by the way that you engage with me. And that is exactly how it works on LinkedIn as well. So first curiosity, then start engaging in conversations. I always say it's the, the, the one metric that I live on in LinkedIn is how many conversations am I creating? Once you've created these two steps, you need to go and get a commitment. You, you need to get a commitment. It's like if you go in and um, you are in a relationship with someone, you've created the curiosity, they decided they're going to date you. Now you start adding value. And at some point, there has to be a commitment, marry me. So, but then on LinkedIn, we need to get commitments. Now, the one commitment that we always focus on in the relationship on LinkedIn is we need to get that person's email address so we can get him off LinkedIn. Now, but then how do we get people off LinkedIn? And so, Tilly, you know, there's a few things that we need to look at, but we need to use openness, integrity, and honesty. Now, integrity and honesty goes hand in hand, you know, so, but openness, be open. Ask people, is this a need for you, especially when you're busy with your messaging? I mean, if you have created curiosity through your content, people have started to engage with it. So, and then you engage with other people's content by educating and informing them and adding value, you can go out and send them a message. So send them a message and ask them the question, but start with your relationship building first. 
and then ask them the question whether they are in need of your services because you have followed their content you have followed them on linkedin for so long now that you have realized that there's a gap here and there and you can fill that gap i mean i found so many people to leave that they send me messages and when i go on their profile there's a gap the first thing as you know people take three seconds sometimes only half a second to realize whether they want to do business with this person or whether they have a need for that service. So first thing, most people don't have banners, for instance. Now, you need to set up everything before you can commit. But when you do commit, ensure that you are open and honest. You are going to assist those people um, with your experience the integrity, you know, it, it, it doesn't help you asking someone for a Zoom call and you double booked yourself and you can't um, do the meeting. Most of us do virtual meetings nowadays, but we are getting back to the face-to-face -face meetings. But commit to it. The other thing that you need to commit to is in order to get a Zoom call, you need to have a plan of action. And Tilly, you spoke about the, the seven C's with regards to having a plan. Can you just take us through how the seven C's and commitment just works together like a charm? Uh, absolutely, Bedin. You know, the thing is, as such, when, when you've built a relationship up to this point, asking for the commitment is where you're going to um, either win or lose. Because as you said, but then you're either going to ask too quickly, the relationship hasn't been established, or you're going to get to a point where you just come across as salesy. Now the seven C's is really about focusing on them and understanding what the needs and wants are. Remember the seven C's as I've explained it last week. First, it's building their story. And this is the story you need to build into the relationship marketing as well. Now in the commitment phase, you want to focus on where you've met them. You want to focus on what is the problem that they're having. You want to focus on you as their guide, as their coach, their consultant, their counselor, the solution to that problem. You want to do, show them that you do have a plan, clarity, and that you, you can take them through a, a process of going in and you need them to take action. And then you need to show them what is going to happen if they don't take action. And the last step is showing them the transformation they're going to undergo. Now, if you look at it in a commitment uh, way, in LinkedIn, what you want to do is get an email address, get them into um, a Zoom call, a face-to-face -face meeting, as Bandin said. But the way that you need to do it is you need to be very clear in your message to them when you invite them, what is the purpose? Why are you asking? And you cannot do that 
unless you've built the relationship first. You have to be able to, to relate back to them where you've met them. You have to re relate the journey that you've been walking with them throughout the process. And you have to, be, you have to go out and um, show them what is on the agenda, which is your plan. You want to show them your plan and that becomes the agenda for, for what you're inviting them to. If you don't incorporate the seven C's in the commitment phase, when you ask them to commit, you are going to come across as salesy and spammy. So two things to be very careful of when you go out um, in the commitment phase of the relationship building is that the relationship has been established. If I ask someone for, for a Zoom call, they must know who I am. The relationship must have gone that far and they must be reminded of um, what I can offer them. Without me going in and selling them on, on this point. Now, those are Badin, the three steps to build relationship um, on LinkedIn that you use to generate leads. This is how you generate leads in LinkedIn is by following these three easy steps on a daily basis, building relationship. But you know what works really, really well? And what stands out for me is where the fun in this comes in. It's not a numbers game. Where in email marketing, I might have to, to send out emails to tens of thousands of people. I can work with as little as 10 people at a time and generate high quality, high qualified leads that when they get into the sales process, it's a mere nudge. They know you, they know what you want, what you can offer them. They've seen you, they've met you as a person. They've seen the value that you can add to them. And it really becomes this easy. But then if I think you'll agree with me, if there's one thing that I would like to teach people on LinkedIn is that it's not a numbers game. And it's really about putting yourself out there, like you said, to go in and um, position yourself. You know, go and show people who you are. People buy from people. And that is how lead generation on LinkedIn works. Uh, now, just a final word from Berdine and myself today. Uh, Berdine, I think you've heard the birdie talking as well, but um, our 12-week coaching social selling, LinkedIn social selling roadmap coaching program is really becoming very popular. Um, we did a coaching session yesterday. Um, and I can't remember, Berlin, what did they say? It, it's really, they, they just said that, you know, LinkedIn has been so difficult for them to crack in the past. But going through the coaching, it makes marketing fun. It makes it easy and doable. Um, I think that was it, you know, and they fully understand the 
cracks that LinkedIn is leaving us with. So that was actually, it was quite remarkable to, to you know, hear it from, we always say that we make LinkedIn fun and easy, but to hear it from someone else and someone else seeing that value, it, it's just so heartwarming for me to go through that process with people. Um, absolutely. And it's for this reason, guys, you know, we've been doing this webinar for webinars since August 2020, like I said. And the one thing that stands out for me is LinkedIn is easy. LinkedIn is fun. It doesn't have to be an overwhelm. As long as you know what you're doing and as long as you know how LinkedIn works, sometimes it's not uh, just knowing um, what you're doing and what you want to achieve. There's two aspects to it. And the one aspect is have a marketing strategy that does work. And the other uh, aspect to it is to know what to do and how to do it and to be skilled in LinkedIn. There is so much in LinkedIn that you can do that a lot of people are not aware of. And um, our social selling roadmap coaching program is really taking off. And I want you to invite, I want to invite you today to participate. Should you enroll in the social selling roadmap, we're currently um, running a special where we do uh, a gift with our LinkedIn supremacy service. So if you um, enroll in the coaching program, you can gift someone with a LinkedIn supremacy service, which is a LinkedIn marketing strategy makeover. Now that could be very useful if you have a team to get their LinkedIn accounts up to um, date as well, or you can give it to a friend, a business colleague and so on. I will drop the link in the chat on the webinar, uh, should you be interested. There's just a couple of questions I can see in the webinar. Um, that I'm going to go through, but then I don't know if you can see any on LinkedIn. Um, Graham asked if Houston even post on your content. Graham, I think he did once. I speak totally under correction. I have been following Houston for years, literally years. So um, he is just someone I engage with and um, I have found that I can create sometimes huge conversations on Houston's post. If he doesn't comment or engage with my post, that's his loss uh, because we share the same community. So he could get a lot more exposure by commenting on mine, but I'm sure he did once. Uh, as I can recall, I speak under um, correction. We were jumping for joy the other day because Gary V viewed my profile and we thought, oh, wow, Gary V was on my profile. That was great. <laughs> but this is all through a building relationship and lead generation and so on. So we create a huge storm out there and even get Gary V himself to come and see who we are because we're making so much noise. The point really is, is a lot of times, and this is something that you need to learn. If somebody comments on your post, go comment on their post. And that is part of the courtesy in, in LinkedIn, um, because that is also how you start establishing relationship and create um, curiosity. I cannot see any other questions in, 
in here. There's nothing on LinkedIn either. But what I want to suggest is I've gotten so many comments in the comment section afterwards. Is there a replay? Where can I find the replay? Um, so I invite you all to go to our YouTube channel as the replay would be available there afterwards. So you can just go and have a look at it again. Um, Tilly, are you going to drop the link just for them in the chat? I'm not on it, but we can do it in... I'll drop it. So I'll drop it in the chat for you on the Zoom webinar. So go ahead, go and have a look. There's multiple videos on the YouTube channel where you can go in and just have a look at any of the replays. And as I said, most of you asked, we deliver. So please go and have a look at the YouTube channel and the replays there if you think you missed something or you just want to recap what we've said. Okay, I just quickly want to, uh, Graham, you said you will have to go and Google who Gary B is. It's Gary Vaynerchuk and you can see him on LinkedIn as well. He's got over 5 million followers um, and quite popular in the business world. Um, and so on, but but go and have a look at some of his posts. Currently, he has moved. Uh, he is a marketer like me. That's why I am following him. But currently, he does a lot of motivational and inspirational kind of posts. So some of his um, content is is really engaging. I hope Gary is going to visit my profile again for me. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. But in any case, that, uh, I hope that was helpful, uh, Graham, so that you don't have to go and Google him. Guys, that is all from us. Next week, Pandin and I are going to show you why you're getting ghosted on LinkedIn. Why is people ignoring you? Why are you need, not getting responses? Um, because in lead generation, it's... Um, the methods that we showed you today is what we do on LinkedIn on a daily basis. But what do you do when you go and you reach out and you comment, you post content, you send out messages, nobody responds, nobody engage. What do you do then and uh, why is it happening? So we're going to take a couple of scenarios next week and show you um, how all of that works. So we look forward to having you uh, with us next week and give us the opportunity to serve you again. Thank you from my side. Thanks. Uh, just quickly, Tilly Marion said she tried to register for the webinar via the new website. Um, I think I can respond to this, Marion. The website is still a working progress. So what we'll do is um, you can either go to my LinkedIn or Tilly's LinkedIn and we'll share the direct link with you. It's on our profiles as well. Okay. Thank you, everyone. It was great having this conversation with you all. And we'll see you next week. Thank you very much.